Hi, this is Kenya Koviak, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. I'm so glad you decided to drop by. So today we have an extra special project to continue our episodes into urban cottagecraft. Although it doesn't have to just be urban, but you can do it anywhere. And today we are going to talk about how to create something that looks really difficult, but is super easy, like beyond easy peasy. We are going to talk about and go through how to create your very own flower curtain. It's kind of like a beaded curtain, but made with flowers. And we're going to talk about both ways, the silk flower way and the real flower way in just a bit. So give me a second and we can get started. So the first part of getting started with making a flower curtain is you want to decide whether or not you're going to go with silk flowers or if you're going to go with real flowers. And then there's also fabric flowers, but that is a different kind of handling and we might come back to that later. But let's just start with something easy and within reach for most of us at this time of year in the Northern Hemisphere, and that would be with the silk flowers. You can find the artificial flowers at any kind of craft store, dollar store, even sometimes at flea markets you'll find bunches of artificial flowers. The first thing you want to do is decide your color scheme. Is it going to be based on seasons? Is it going to be rainbow? Is it going to be goth? It, you know, is it goblin core, witch core, cottage core? What are we going to do? You know, is it grandma core? Is it going to be all doilies? You know, like you can make flowers out of doilies. What is it going to be? So once you decide that, the next part will be deciding how you're going to hang it and what you're going to place the flowers on. So. The most obvious thing is a dowel rod because, or a curtain rod, that's easy. And a shower rod, the retractable kind. And that way you wouldn't have to worry about trying to get it measured just right. It's, it stays there by tension. But if you don't have a spring one that would stay there by tension, you can easily get a shower rod. You can use a dowel rod. If you want to get really crafty, you can use driftwood. You can even use something like a broom if you really want to go witchcore. So it really comes down to what do you want to do? I mean, personally, I'm going to be making one this summer for my kitchen and I am going to make a giant spoon for the rod. My husband doesn't know this yet. He made me a, a giant spoon before he carved it and, wood, and um, burned out the bowl. And then I completely wood burned the outside and it was the spoon of destiny. Uh, We based it on Tenacious D and their uh, pick of destiny. And we used it for chili cook-offs here in Michigan. It was really fun. So yeah, you know, you you make it work for you. But since in my kitchen, I figure a giant spoon would be great. So once you figure out what you're going to hang it on, then we go to the next part. 
Now in general, a good length to start you off is about two and a half yards of material that you would affix the flowers to. That could be either the real flowers or the satin flowers. For me, the easiest way to do your first flower, cur flower curtain or hanging flower like beads, you know, because they are basically taking the place of beads. The easiest way to do this is to lay out each string or each ribbon, which should be about anywhere between an inch to an inch and a half wide, preferably fabric so that it doesn't fray. Because if you use the satin ribbons, as far as, you know, the little plasticky satins, it, it doesn't, it doesn't go very well. It doesn't work very well. And you can either sew the sat the, the ribbons on, I mean, to the flowers, or you can hot glue the flowers onto the ribbons. Now understand, if you're using satin flowers, you have to take them off the stems. You need to take them completely apart and glue them together. And you can do that with craft glue or fabric glue or even hot glue. And then where the center is, you can put a small jewel or leave it open or even put a little um, button or pom-pom, depending on what you want to do. And then you glue the whole back to the actual ribbon. And it's best if you kind of have a standard measurement so that everything is even. Even if you're going to alternate where they are, you kind of want to have, a even, have an even theme. So if you use a teacup or a saucer and measure it at the halfway point and use that as your guide, you can draw on the back of your ribbon, the side that's not going to be facing out, and you can actually space apart where your flowers will be. In general, for two and a half yards, you can usually fit seven large flowers comfortably, like roses or cosmos. It really depends on what you have as your vision. But seven is a good one if you're, you don't have a lot to work with. But if you're really gonna go crazy, then you know, you can really like load them up really well. As far as a cross, don't go anywhere less than at least 10 rows if you want it to be thick like a real curtain. But if you're not trying to do that and you just want it to have the suggestion of a curtain, then you can actually be around six or seven. It would be really, really thin, but it would get the idea and it would be something like a wall hanging. But if you're trying to really make a true curtain, then 10 is the minimum. Uh, ideally, you'd want 15 or 20. And, and look for a discount store to find the ribbons on sale. At this time of year, there's usually some sort of ribbon on sale. Or if you are very crafty, you can actually make your own long lengths of stripped material. Uh, but that's a, a different kind of tutorial. And not everybody has that craft and that gift. So this way, it's easier for it to be accessible. Now, of course, you can go very rustic with this and tie them onto jute uh, cord. You know, if you use the jute, then it'll hang, but it won't be as thick. It'll just be more like, um, more like a distressed look. And I would recommend that for maybe a beechwood or an outdoor kind of hanging, but that's completely up to you. But if you're trying to go with the more softer look, then definitely ribbon is the way to go.
Now this next part comes down to actually getting this going. You want to actually have a basket nearby. Okay, no more actually, we, we've said the word too many times. You wanna have a flower basket nearby or some sort of container so that once you get one strip done, you can put it to the side. You would gently wrap it around and just drop it in because you don't wanna crowd your workspace. Also, you wanna have all of your strips done before you start attaching it to your dowel rod or your, your curtain rod. Now, the thing about that is you wanna make sure that before you do this, you've measured and you know how much space you need to be able to loop it around and attach the ribbon to itself comfortably to be able to hang and not look crowded. So do one strip first after you've, you know, after you've done your first gluing to see where that would be. It'll give you a good idea of how long it'll hang as well. If you are using fresh flowers, then we have a different technique altogether. Well, let's get into that. So you've decided you want to use fresh flowers. Well, ripping their little heads off may not be the best way to go about it. I mean, you can sew, sew them in, but they're going to wilt. They're going to turn brown if you're not careful. They could dry well, but you really want to go about a little bit of a different way. The most popular way is to cut them with a stem attached and hang the stems upside down and have the flowers at the bottom and then just tie the bottom of the stem onto the ribbon and let them hang down. That way you have the green and the flower themselves and it's, you actually don't have to use as many flowers because it takes up a lot more room. But if you don't wanna do it that way, you can press the flowers, you can dry the flowers first and then attach them with either hot glue or with wire or you can even stitch them in depending on how delicate and how much stem you left on there. But again, it's always better if you're going to use fresh flowers to keep the stem on to attach that part so that the flower doesn't come off because they are they, you will find the petals are a lot more likely to be delicate and they may be too delicate to work with after they've dried. So that would be my recommendation. A really nice assortment could be uh, a curtain made of a fresh curtain made of yarrow and uh, vervain and lemon verbena flowers because they're all in season at the same time and maybe a few and you want to be careful with this a few roses and some carnations and the blend in the different colors and the different smells oh it's beautiful and if you can throw some lavender in there you have got a really great creation and if you're able to dry them very well, you know, keep the temperature consistent, then you can actually leave that up uh, most of the year or even transfer it outside to your garden. Now, it will fade if it rains. You need to know that. Rain makes things turn brown. But if you can do it and get away with leaving it in one spot long enough, you probably have created an heirloom quality natural decoration for your home that will last all year.
Now I did say there were fabric flowers and we would do that another episode, but I want to get into a little bit of a preview. And that is, and my cat just jumped all over the place. So if you heard little feet, that's what it was. She's a little active tabby who's called Fluffy the Destroyer of Worlds. So if you wanted to do fabric flowers, you could, and you could literally stitch them on and they could last you from year to year to year. And theoretically, once you get this down, you can change them out per holiday. You could have a different flower curtain every holiday. And that's something you can do indoors as far as, as, far as your festive decor. You could do it for religious observances. You could do it for the elements in different parts of your home. It really comes down to what you would like to see and what makes your groove really flow. And that's something that that is just to me part of what it is to be human to be able to control how energy flows in your home just by the things you do there so let's get into something else um let's talk about a little bit of folkloric magic Now, if you wanted to make one that's a gift, you could make one for a married couple or for people, you know, who are in a committed relationship. Or you could even make one to draw love into your own life. And one way to do that is to use flowers traditionally associated with love. You could make an entire curtain of rose cuttings. Just take off the thorns and wrap the bottom of the stems with ribbons to make them a little bit more substantial. But you can make it entirely of roses. But if it's for marriage, I would definitely add yarrow because yarrow is where love grows. You know, there's something about yarrow and marriage. And you would use blue ribbons because, you know, if you use yarrow, sometimes you get a really beautiful blue dye. So yarrow and roses and Forget-me-nots are a little bit too early in the season, so you wouldn't be able to catch them at the right time. But there are other flowers like baby's breath, and you can add that all to your bouquet. And that bouquet can be taken apart and made into a really narrow flower curtain for love. And you could add charms, and you could add lace little accents, and make it an adorable thing to give to someone for a, a wedding shower, or even just for a romantic date. It's really up to you what you wanna do. Um, So, you know, use your imagination. And with that. I'm gonna say that we've talked enough about flower curtains today It's kind of like hanging beads, but so much cooler because it's flowers, right? I really enjoyed talking with you today because I love being able to talk with my friends about things and we're friends, right? So it's really great to talk to you and I can't wait to hear about your projects. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Facebook under Kenya Koviak on my regular page. You can find me in Cottage Core for the Working Poor and many other places where there are podcasts. 
it's really important to take time out of every day to honor that part of yourself that's creative and that part of yourself that sees the beauty in things and the beauty in simplicity. And I'm so glad that we have time together to both honor that and to appreciate that. I look forward to seeing you next time here on My Magical Cottagecore Life.